Welcome to Glory Days, a show that pays tribute to a times when rock stars roam the earth. My name is Jumpin' Jack Chad, and I'm your host. We start each show with a beer and a bad attitude, unfortunately. I am all out of beer, so I had to switch to vodka. Vodka. We are going to be talking about some of my favorite rock stars today. Like Steven Tyler and Joe Perry and the boys from Aerosmith right here. We will start out talking about Aerosmith. Classic lead singer, front man, lead guitarist, Steven Tyler, Joe Perry, Axel Slash, Eddie Van Halen, David Lee Roth, to name a few. I had this question about the rock stars in our glory days. Aerosmith in our glory days, they were... They were known for being wild and crazy, heavy drugs, trash in hotel rooms like any good rock star would. They had a riff. Aerosmith broke up for a while. Neither of the projects were very successful until they came back together back in the 80s. But what happens to a rock star when they become successful? That's what we'll be talking about today. I have a good example, actually. So, you know, they become rich. So I think rock and roll is fueled with, you know, youth and angst. Angry youth. That makes for a good rock and roll band. When they, they become successful, they have money. I mean, what are you angry about at this point? So I think they lose their edge as they age. And it's not about getting older. It's just about kind of settling into your life and you just stop being angry. Especially when you're a rich rock star. I mean, what better life to be than a rich rock star, right? I mean, that's what I always wanted to be when I grew up. But not everybody gets the opportunity to be a rock star. For instance, like what would Axl Rose be doing if he didn't become a rock star? It is in my opinion that Axl Rose would be teaching spin classes, working as a personal trainer at a gym, like myself. I'm not saying I'm talented enough to be an Axl Rose. Actually, I probably am. I'm pretty, I, I think I would be an excellent rock star, to tell you the truth. I'm not sure if I would have lived through it. But I am pretty much 100% confident that I would have been an amazing rock star. I just have what it takes. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But when these guys age, it becomes successful. Something like this happens. I'm not proud of Steven Tyler for this. He recently released a country album. And the most popular song of this country, if there is a popular song of this country album, I just looked it up. The song is called Love Is Your Name. I'm going to play a little clip from Love Is Your Name from Steven Tyler's country project. 
Steven, 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 I love you, man. I love almost everything about you, except this. Steven, what are you thinking? Take a few calls. We're going to talk about Steven Tyler's new project. Actually, I'm lying. I don't have a phone set up. That'd be awesome, though. Does anybody have the technology? Can you come over and set that up for me? I'd love to be able to take some live phone calls. Let's go back to a time when Steven Tyler was all hopped up on the cocaine. I prefer my rock stars to be semi-naked. Drugged out. When you watch them live, you're just scared for them. I mean, you ever gone to a concert and watched the band and you're just literally scared that something was going to happen to them, something bad was going to happen? That's how I felt back in my glory days watching Steven Tyler. You just felt like something bad was about to happen at any second. It just added to the excitement of the concert. Was he in best form vocally? No. Did he stumble through lyrics? Yes. Was he fueled with alcohol and drugs? Absolutely. Was his performance amazing? Yes. I just want to say for the record, I'm not stuck in a time warp. But nobody's writing songs like this anymore. This is an amazing song. And again, I'm not stuck in this time. You know, I go out dancing to house music weekly. I love house music. I'm actually a DJ that DJs deep house, house music. My tastes have progressed through the years. I'm not stuck in the 80s or the 70s or the 90s grunge scene. I love all of it. Man, I love this song. I love the craziness of this era. My issue with today's music it just doesn't have that crazy feel. It doesn't have the out-of-control attitude that you need to be a rock and roll star. There is not a rock and roll star today. It just saddens me that my, my kids are going to grow up without a rock star. children are going to be growing up without rock stars in their life you know but I'm doing the best that I can you know while on family vacations we trash hotel rooms together and I play the music you know I have playlists 
playlists with you know music from my heyday. I'm not saying they need to listen exclusively to this music. I listen to radio, so I don't become blind to popular culture. But listen to this. Is this the real my daughter, life? after hearing the song and me describing Freddie Mercury and the boys from Queen, both my son and my daughter love this song. Now, if you have children, I would suggest that you play the song for them and then kind of slowly work them into some classic rock so they have knowledge of this time. They shouldn't, they shouldn't go through life not knowing this music. You know, I teach spin classes, so again, I do listen to the radio to make sure that I'm up to date with my musical tastes. Because most people are not as into music as some of us. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably into music. And it came clear to me, I was playing Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit one day, and there were some kids in there, you know, maybe 18, 19, and I stopped the music, and I said, does anybody in here not know this song? And about three or four people actually rose their hand, raised their hand, they raised their hand, and they said they've never heard this song before. So uh, as a parent, I feel it is my responsibility to expose my children to great music like Bohemian Rhapsody from Queen. And my children were so impressed with this song that my daughter said she wants to be Freddie Mercury for Halloween. I'm like, do you know that Freddie Mercury rarely, he rarely wore a shirt? She laughed, of course. Now watch, while, while listening to some of this popular music on the radio today, I've mentioned Ed Sheeran in the past. Now this song came on. It's called Photograph. Uh, it made me uh, physically ill. Because I feel like you can write a sensitive acoustic song and still like have testosterone flowing through your body. Oh, shut up. But it's the only thing that I know. I've actually banned Ed Sheeran for my children's playlists. I am. I'm not forbidding my son to listen to this. I'm kidding, of course. I'm exaggerating for comedic purposes. But kind of. I, I hate this. I really hate it. Now you can have a kick-ass acoustic song and still have some testosterone flowing through your body, flowing through your blood, like this. Come on. Acoustic guitar, probably a 12-string. How badass is an acoustic 12-string? It's pretty badass. Thank you very much. throw some like electric guitars behind it you know call your band rat grow your hair out put on some spandex and some high boots put some eyeliner on like a real fucking man lipstick maybe earrings dangly earrings of course
it's about time my sidekick finally decided to show up. Say hi, Mike. Hello, everybody. All right. I decided to go with the winger for you, Mike. I don't know why. Actually, that was a mistake. Dude, this is the Washington Capitals theme song. The Washington Capitals? Yeah, when they... When they what do they do? Uh, they're a hockey team. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, you, you should get out more. Um, and actually, when, they, when I was watching them, the song came on. I tried to I listened to the song and I looked up the lyrics to see if there's some hidden hockey meaning because it made no sense. Like, what the? Why are they using this song? And it's somebody on the team 17 is a Vetchkin 17, and there, there's, there's no connection. There's just somebody. <laughs> so somebody just so like really likes the winger song 17. Yeah. That works for the the, the Caps or the Wizards. The Caps. The Caps. What's the difference again for uh, people well, listening to the podcast? One's basketball, one's hockey. And in case you didn't know this, we are broadcasting live from the belly of Washington D.C. And all the way from where you come from, North Carolina, right now. We have special guest Bowtie Joe, which we are going to introduce with one of his favorite songs. Here we go. Everybody, a warm welcome for Bowtie Joe. What's up? One of Bowtie Joe's favorite songs. He requested it, Wild Side by Mountain Crew. And what is this? My understanding, you lost your virginity to this song? No, not this one. No, I was going to say, that would make you like I think it was 27. White Snake, what was that? Uh... Here I come again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here <laughs> I go again. Here How I go again. Propos. Hello, so to get you guys up to speed, what I was talking about before you guys got here was uh, how we all have children here. One, two, three of us. Mike, Bowtie, Joe, and myself all have at least two that we know of. How many do you have, Joe? Three? Two. Two that you know of. All right. So there are children are growing up, in my opinion, without any good rock stars. And when I think of rock stars today, I'm still thinking of the Steven Tylers and the Robert Plants. I'm not thinking of whatever the singer is for One Direction, Harry Styles. I'm not singing. I'm not going to bring up Ed Sheeran again. I went on another rant about Ed Sheeran. You'll hear it. So you guys didn't hear it because you guys are a little late today. Um, not that there's any real schedule to this. You're not being punished. I was told seven-ish. Seven-ish. That's true. So this is kind of a nice segue into one of my favorite rock stars, Diamond David Lee Roth, because Mike saw Van Halen last night live. Well, one of the things you were talking about before was that um, rock stars don't age well. Well, not that they maybe that you know physically. Yeah. But I think as a lead singer, it's tough. It's easier, I think, as the lead guitar player because unless you get arthritis, you can still you can almost get better with age, right? Well, now, as a lead singer, there's a shelf life on a lead singer, I think. Uh, and David Roth has far superseded his. Well, here's, here's what I'm thinking. Was it surpassed? Was that the word I'm looking I, for? Uh, I think if you're young, you can get away with showing up and being fucked up or drunk or high and get away with being kind of reckless and, and making mistakes cause all in the name of, like, you know, rock and roll. The older you get, I think you got to, like, be in fucking shape. you got to have, like, vocal lessons. you got to show up and be professional. And, like, David Lee Roth, I saw Van Halen last night. And, you know, truthfully, they were great. Um, you know, Eddie Van Halen was in awesome form. He's kicking ass. And, um, but, you know, David Lee Roth, never been a great singer. And, uh, and you can tell he's fucked up, you know? And that's okay, but I, I guess when you're 60 and you're fucked up, it's not as... It shows a little more when you're 60 and fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Conversely, I saw Aerosmith last year, and, and Steven Tyler was awesome, and he wasn't fucked up at all. I mean, you could tell he was on point. Perfect. Those guys are, like, professionals. So I did mention Steven Tyler before you guys got here. He, in May of 2015, he released a country album. I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, I did play some earlier. I don't feel like playing again, but yeah, it's pretty, I, it's don't, pretty don't. <laughs> bad. I don't know if it's bad for a country song. Not that I'm against country either. I just think it's it's because Steven it's Steven Tyler. Yeah. 
and he just kills me. Like when I see that, I'm like, oh, come on, man, you're like dream on, sweet emotion. You're well, like, he was he was on uh, American Idol, so what are you gonna do? That's true. He sold. But uh, no, dude, when I saw Aerosmith, they were awesome, and I mean. It's just so different. You, yeah, when you're when you're get old, you gotta you gotta put in the effort. You can't just fuck around. That, that's my that's my takeaway. I mean, Steven Tyler does, did American Idol merely to sell records, though, right? But what was he promoting? Yeah. And, and he actually brought Aerosmith to a whole new audience. To, to basically what this show is doing. That's true. That's oh. true. It was they, a good they, good marketing coup. Album sales went through the roof. I will tell you one thing though. There are two books that you have to read if you've not read. Which is the dirt? <laughs> by Motley I've read that. I read that. I'm going to stop you right there. That is literally. <laughs> that is literally like. Is this on tape? Can I get like a you know, audio tape of this? The book. Yeah. Chad, when's the last time you read a book? Not I'm long. currently reading a book uh, by what's his face. Yeah. Okay. So no, what no, was, no, what no, was no, the no. one besides the dirt? I will tell you though, if you start reading the dirt, Hunter and Thompson. Uh, which one? Uh, Fear and Loathing. Nope. Uh, the on the, the great campaign trail. Something. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. The great something. Uh, I yeah. swear I'm reading it. I'm not lying to you. This is not. Oh, <laughs> shit. Hold on. We're supposed to start each show with a beer and a bad dude. Hold on. <laughs> there we go. Dude, just hearing that makes me want to vomit. I drink, I drink too much of Van Halen. <laughs> Mike's got a little bit of what we call here. <laughs> you, you, you know that moment when you're like, I'm just going to have one more beer. And, uh, you know, in those cans that are like 24 ounces, it's really you're having two more beers. Having a lime marita, probably not a good idea either. So I've been I've literally done nothing all day. And you're <laughs> swaying back and forth, and not, barely enjoying the music. Yeah. Uh, Hold on, let's I mean, at the show I was fine. Here's the thing: at the show, awesome. I'm like, fuck yeah! I'm like headbanging. It's when you get in the car that like your reality changes and you're not moving. And you're stuck in traffic. Like, I don't feel very good. <laughs> that happened to me uh, me two Fridays ago, while celebrating a free happy hour. They chose me. They chose to give me three hours of free drinks. Me. Dude, by the way, they contacted me, and I turned them down because my back. But I might do it uh, later. You say yes, then give it to me. I'll, I'll, do, it, I'll do it at some point. Sorry. Oh anyway, go ahead. Uh, so give me the highlights from the Van Halen show. What would you say were Ice the... Ice Cream Man was awesome. I mean, here's the funny thing. David Lee Roth comes out, plays the worst har- harmonica solo ever. <laughs> fucking terrible. Uh, like, literally, if you just picked up somebody random on Craigslist, they would be just as good on harmonica as David Lee Roth. Okay, that was a weird analogy. But anyway, <laughs> um, we'll talk about your Craigslist addiction <laughs> later. So, um, but then, like, you know, he plays acoustic, and then all of a sudden, you didn't see the band. Like, the lights come on, and they go hardcore into it. So that was awesome. They played, uh, they played your song. One of the, f- the songs I like the most is the song "Beautiful Girls," because oh, yeah, I love that because song. that riff is in the, the Chris Farley commercial from Saturday Night Live <laughs> called like Sh- uh, Schmidt's Gay. Do you remember that commercial? Yeah. No. It's basically a gay beer commercial <laughs> where. Uh, there's, uh, you have to, I can't even explain it. It's just, it's awesome. Uh, so, what, was the solo like bad a, as badass as it is, as it was on the? He, he had a solo segment that was that was awesome. Um, it, it, you know, they they were great, and uh, you know, his son, uh, Wolfgang, played. Per, you oh, know, I forgot. He, he they hit all the harmonies and everything. Uh, of course, you know, Michael Anthony would have been great to have him, but. Uh, there you go. Everybody, let's listen to ice cream for a second. Of course, this is a better song to play at the beginning of summer. So when they when the solo kids in, I pull it back up. Yeah, yeah, Cat Daddy. Didn't I suggest we play the song in DC Flow? Uh, we might have. I don't remember. Kind of like I don't remember the concert that well. I had fun, man. Wait, so you got drunk? Where was this? 
It was uh, Jiffy Lube Live. And they sell alcohol, obviously. You didn't, you didn't smuggle it in? Uh, no, I didn't smuggle. Uh, although right at the right when the guitar kicked in for this song, yeah. I did shoot up heroin. Well, so who's doing the acoustic part? Um, David Lee Roth. Wait, so we had like a Bob Dylan thing going on? He was playing this acoustically with a harmonica, yeah. So we had, a, he had The a whole thing's kind of hazy, Chad. I, <laughs> <laughs> I just know that the fucking van kicked him out, and I was like, fuck yeah, dude. What was he wearing at the time? Yeah. Um, good question. You know, one thing, he's in good shape. I give him credit. He's been working out. He gets, he's <laughs> a, a nice ripped abs. abs. His, yeah. abs. His abs look good. His abs yeah. look good. Here we go. Sings like shit, but abs look good. Right here, Mike? Yep. This is That's what you got. That like. was my highlight. Um, but they also did, you know, they did Hot for Teacher. They did, dude, you would have loved it. They played like all the songs you would have known. Well, it's good. Um, they did play any. They did play anything on their new release. Um, Nothing kills an audience buzz when they say, "Hey, this is off our latest album." That's true. Um, they might have. There was definitely songs I didn't recognize, but I'm not like a Van Halen aficionado. You know what, dude? Tickets cost me twenty five dollars. That's the best twenty five dollars I've ever spent. Groupon. Did it sound like this, Mike? Yes, it did. Van Halen tickets on Groupon? Pretty badass. Yeah, I did. He, he, was, uh, he, he killed it, man. It was awesome. Um, but Eddie, Eddie Van Halen was the This is like 80. This is. When you think of guitar riffs in the 80s, this is it. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah, he, he is like the uh, template for like the uh, yeah, 80s kind of like hair metal guitar player because they started trying to. It became a gymnastics competition on guitar, which I don't really like. And, you know, truthfully, if you ask me when I was watching the show, one of the thoughts I had, which is, like, not going to be very popular in the show, is, man, he is completely overplaying. That's just my <laughs> personal opinion, but that, that just goes to the territory. Yeah. You, you go to a Van Halen concert, you're going to get Eddie yeah. overplaying. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And there's probably going to be lots of, uh, maybe like there was, let me guess. Jim Carrey movie. He's going to overact. It just it's yeah. happen. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to venture a guess here, Mike. Yeah. Was there... Or was there not a drum solo? That's when I went to take a piss. Did you? Was, but there was. Dude, drum solo is literally like, they might as well have a sign that said, take a piss now. That's when you go, turn the drum solo. Unless you're our former, current, we didn't break up. Unless you're like... Uh, Unless you're James. You get a boner for, for drums. Our drummer James. Yeah, James would, yeah, would probably watch there with his uh, you know, dick out and absorb it. So I don't know if you know this, but, <laughs> but Mike and I are currently in a band called DC Flow. We play a rock hybrid of funk. And we recently lost our bass player to cancer. I mean, Austin. Austin, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> um, so if he gets cancer now, what the I hell? I know, right? Sorry, Ryan. That sucks. Oh, no, I totally remember what book it was that I'm reading. Hunter S. Thompson, The Great Shark Hunt. There, in your face. The Shark Hunt? The Great Shark Hunt by Hunter S. Thompson. The Shark If you don't believe me, I'll go to my car, go into my pool bag. What's, a, sh what's a shark hunt? I'm going to be... I'm gonna be shark Why, why are you reading hunt. a book about... Uh, shark Hunt. The Great Shark Hunt. I don't, know, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't Mike's know what's brother. going on with you. It's Mike's brother. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, Joe, you have a, this book you were talking about. It's a pretty good story. I think we should talk about it like right now. Like right now, because yeah. like, if there's like dead air, this podcast is going nowhere. Oh, yeah. No, I was talking about the dirt, and the stories in it are just crazy. It starts out telling the story from each of the different perspectives. That's the, the Motley Crue book, right? Yeah, Motley Crue book. And, uh, I mean, there's just a few stories that stick out from it. And the one story is when Nikki Six died in Japan. And I forgot about he, he had heroin over us, right? Yeah. Heroin and he had the, the needle sticking out of his arm. Yeah. And then they, they thought that they were going to get in trouble and put in jail, so they threw him in a garbage can <laughs> in a dumpster, <laughs> and he ended up waking up two days later. That's what friends are for. <laughs> but the reason why they would have gone to jail was because they, the previous time that they were in Japan, they were on the bar car, and Nikki had taken a full bottle of Jack Daniels and whipped it at another guy's head and missed him and hit like an important J- Japanese businessman wow. right in the head. And so they had to sweep it under the rug, and they're That's big on honor there, so it's not, it didn't go over too well. I, I, I just want to know the next morning when he like he calls his friends that t- from the dumpster, and he's like, "Dude, what the fuck?" <laughs> two, two days later, <laughs> man, you so were out of control last night. We didn't know what to do. Can I ask you something? Was this song written, "Kickstart My Heart" for Nikki Six's drug overdose? Yes. yes. Was it for sure? Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's listen I mean, to it a second. Not to be confused with Kickstart My Fart, the Chad Raymond story, <laughs> which is a book that I'm reading. Uh, that's apparently my son has uh, inherited that skill. <laughs> Actually, I remember, was this part of the book? They did not shower for a certain amount of time, like forever. And to hide the stench of another woman's vagina on their penises... They would put their penises in breakfast burritos to cover up the smell. Is no, Chad, I think that's just, you just made that <laughs> That's not true at all. I've never heard that one before. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck? What message boards have you been on, man? They, they did live in a I'm going to Google that. I'm gonna Where's my fact checker? That's a true story. Dude, I, I want to see your, uh, yeah, your, your internet search log, man. What the <laughs> hell are you looking at? I'll look at it right now. <laughs> Boners burritos. <laughs> I have a burrito fetish. I'm going to come clean. They toured with Ozzy for like two years. And Nikki said that when they would go out into public and this one time they were in Florida, they were staying at this like retirement home for some reason, which is a terrible idea. (laughs) And they were at the bar and they were too hammered. And Ozzy came walking up. And of course, he did something crazy. So... Nikki, this is one of these outdoor bars next to a pool, and all these old people are there. So Nikki just whipped it out and started peeing right on the concrete. Oh, I know what Ozzy did. He started snorting ants. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. started snorting ants. That, so that's next level. So oh wait, so my story about the burrito is like far fetched. <laughs> Ozzy snorts ants, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's totally true. That's totally legit. <laughs> so, yeah. that's so, that's a fact. It's in Wikipedia." So Nikki tries <laughs> to top him by whipping it out and just peeing right there on the sidewalk, and and he goes. Nobody could top Ozzy, Ozzy, though. Before I could even look down, Ozzy was on hands and knees licking up my pee off. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that's... uh, You win. Like, what do you actually win in that competition? Congrats. (laughs) He goes, unsurprisingly, Sharon showed up the next day. (laughs) And this is exactly what I'm talking about. Our kids are not going to grow up with rock star stories like this. This is what they need. 
yeah, Justin Bieber egged in the house, and then he got <laughs> caught speeding in, a, in, a, in his like, yeah, his gated community. So I was talking about what songs I'm sharing with my children, and Joe said this is one of the songs he wants to feel, feel. Well, it's come on, feel the noise. Oh yeah. But it's spelled C U M. So you're really gonna let your children listen to a song with the C U M. The original title was "Come on, Chad's Face," but they <laughs> changed it up. So this is with Joe's choice, one of those choices. I mean, what are our kids going to get ready for a football game with? You know, when you're in the back of the bus, you got your boom box, you play some quiet ride to get ready for the, you know, the opposing team. You're getting your adrenaline going, your testosterone pumping. You put on some quiet riot, C-U-M on Feel the Noise. That's, that's a good point, Chad. Welcome to the jungle. I mean, I think I still think they play that. They do play that a lot of football games, right? Sure. So, well, Mike, what are some of the songs that you want to share with your children when they're old enough to give a shit? Um, actually, um, well, the first thing that comes to mind is probably "Sweet Child of Mine" because uh, I could tell the story of how they wrote the song together, Slash and Axel, and <laughs> Izzy came out with the chord structure. Axel heard him rehearsing downstairs. He started writing lyrics. He comes downstairs like, "Hey guys, what do you think of this?" God damn it, I wish I was in that room, a fly on that wall. And then 10 years later, they finished the album. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so oh. that's probably one. Another one would be Along the Watchtower, Jimi Hendrix, the Bob Dylan cover by Jimi Hendrix. Um, oh. And actually, my brother, my older brother is a music guy. He, um, when I was in like fourth grade or something, he made me this mixtape that kind of served that purpose. It had all had an ACDC back in black. It had Jimi Hendrix's greatest hits. It had the Sex Pistols first record. I think they only had one record. And then it had uh, Led Zeppelin, uh, uh, what's the one with uh, four? Is it Led Zeppelin four? And uh, to be honest, I never got past the Jimi Hendrix side because I listened to the shit out of Jimi Hendrix. I didn't even listen to the other songs. I literally, you know, you could like listen to something so long on a tape, it would literally like break. But see, Jimi Hendrix is, is one of the reasons why I like this show is because Chad and I had this debate you have these kids that they have no idea what hair bands are. I know who Jimi Hendrix is. Yeah. Bob Dylan. I mean, they're before my time, but I know their music. I've heard it before. I mean, even even uh, Bob Marley was before my time, for crying out loud. Right. I grew up, as, as a thing, when I grew up, my parents were listening to uh, Simon and Garfunkel, Neil Diamond, and I can say at the time, I hated it. Uh, but Kenny now Rogers. I can look back and appreciate it. And when I got older, I was definitely able to appreciate definitely the Johnny Cash I love Johnny Cash now, but maybe it's maybe it's the culture and there's so many entertainment options that you're just bombarded by all new but look stuff. Look at the music. I mean, it's not like the music blows you away, right? Yeah. I mean, how many musicians are there? I, I actually was thinking about this today. Think about the actual talent involved in the music today. There's like ten people that are talented, and then they spread the wealth around. I think part of that is uh, there's not as much money, and so like. For example, if you're an artist, you get one record, and that's it. If it doesn't sell, you're, you're toast. Whereas, like, look at any, like, big band. What's a, what's a big classic rock band? Right now or just in general? Uh, I'm just trying to think of oh, it. <laughs> that was a good question. Hear that? A classic rock uh, today, Like Bruce Springsteen. A, I'm a not the biggest Springsteen fan, but I know he had, he had several records that, yeah. like, didn't do anything. Cause he, they gave him a shot because the music industry, they used to actually develop artists. Now, with, you know. You don't sell out of the gate. You're done, man. So, Joe, your, your point is like, these 10 talented people, like Pharrell. Now, under Pharrell, he's got like 20 subpar acts. Well, you know, but I for mean, like, Christina Aguilera can sing, right? Yeah. 
Can she write music? I don't know. Oh, jeez. I mean, I'm not going to get into all of it, but Taylor Swift seems to be able to write music. Oh, yeah. That girl's I mean, super she's, talented. She's pretty talented. Yeah. But, I mean, when you look at the talent, that's actually, I was listening to some, I don't even know what the heck the music was, and, you know, these boy bands and stuff, it's like, well, they can't really sing, and the people that are producing the music aren't really playing instruments, right? I mean, who's the talent here? Who's actually, pro- who's actually created the music in their head and put it down but that's that's how i think records used to be made right they used to have uh like teams of songwriters and then they would just hire like performers right but i i would argue that these hair bands all came up with their stuff which is why they're oh only yeah yeah, yeah. Only oh. one or two right there's like five four or five guys sitting in room released like maybe the guitarist and lead singer that sat yeah. in the room we had like your chief songwriters that would present like us yeah, we yeah. would mike and i write most most of the songs we set them to each other on our you know iphone memo pads and we work on them. We don't work on them. It depends what we're feeling. Maybe we don't. But that's how we write the songs. Nobody writes them for us. I mean, who at this level, who has? I get what you're saying. Like in terms of people writing songs. Yeah, you're right. You're totally right. And I actually had a friend of mine. Uh, it's a friend of a friend, but I was actually in person listening to listening to him tell me this story. So it's not second person uh, or third person. Excuse me. He said that Taylor Swift actually moved to Nashville and hired a whole crew, and they made music for a year without actually making music just to get her used to the studio process and the writing process and working with other musicians and they they brought in and paid for a bunch of apparently her father's wealthy or something and they brought in a bunch of musicians and paid them for a year and this guy was one of the musicians so i mean it's a completely different process than Guns and Roses, they they didn't even live in a house. They lived in a storage facility. Right. They, they rented a storage storage locker or whatever. And they I just think they had girlfriends taking care of them or buying food or people in their lives that thought well, they were talented in, and awesome in, and just buy them food. In the book The Dirt, they talk about, Motley Crue talks about going down to Guns N' Roses parties and how much they hated Axel and how Slash was cool and all those things. <laughs> so. But, I mean, that's like, I don't know, L.A. That in the 80s was... There's a lot of drugs, but it was a lot of rock and roll too. Totally, and I also heard that. I, I love that. Can we? Can we? Like, that's a great line. Oh, there was a lot of drugs, but there was a lot of rock and roll too. Well, they go hand in hand. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like drugs and rock and roll. That expresses which is a problem when you're 60 years old and you're in Van Halen. No, <laughs> come on. Now, Joe, you had a, a, an AC/DC song that you wanted us to play. Which one is it? Oh man, I love Thunderstruck. They put it in every. Oh, that's movie, not the song though. you told me to, though. No, I know. That's a great song. I, I saw a banjo rendition of that the other day. Really? What? Yeah, it was it was okay. Um, yeah, somebody played that. You know that part that he taps at the beginning. He yeah. did it on a banjo, and it actually sounded pretty cool. He just totally lost my spot now. He just ruined <laughs> the whole podcast. I thought it was this one. Now here's a song. Who wrote all the songs for ACDC? Uh, Malcolm Young. Or he wrote the rhythm parts. I don't know. Well, the this song was written. For live performance, they sat in a room and let's write a song that's going to be fucking amazing live. That's awesome. We're going to be have. I'm just. I'm guessing. I'm speculating here. But this song has cannons. Is this a Bon era song? No, this is a uh, Brian Johnson. Uh, Brian's Bro- Johnson wrote this. That's amazing that his penis is that talented. <laughs> <laughs> Yours isn't. Um, I can write a haiku or two. Never written a full song. I can carry kettlebell with mine. Right, so, it's, Chad, I just gotta let you know. Yeah, good. When I have sex, I put the song on, and I walk out of the room, 
And right as it comes in, that part comes in, I rip my pants off every time. This song right here. Yeah. This is your intro. This is my intro. Do you, what's your intro? Do you have a fog machine? Of course. <laughs> I got a strobe light too, so I like. Really, I really need to step up my game. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ch- a good. Uh, let's well, all uh, ponder Ch- that. Ch- Chad, what is your, your sex intro? Do you have one? I think we should stop the recording now. And let's give this some more thought. So when we, <laughs> when we start recording this again, we'll have these sex intro songs all ready That's for so our. <laughs> Please hold it. Hold on. Let's listen to this. We're gonna give it a second to think about it. Yeah, so I think I thought of my my intro song. This is my sex intro. Are you wearing a smoking jacket when you put this on? Hey, I look smoking an any jacket. Oh, I know this one. Aerosmith. Aerosmith's big ten inch. Yeah. Actually, I have a second song, Chad. What is it? It's this. Uh, it's a pretty nice song. It's this Nine Inch Nail song. Can you play it? Uh, it's called. Um, I believe the name of the song is called Animal or something. Nope. It's not called that. Uh, what's it called, Chad? It's and called, how do you know? It's called Closer. Yeah. This is my other theme song. This is Mike's sexual theme song. This is when I'm hooking up with somebody who's more into the goth scene. I put this on. The other song that I play for the ACDC, that's more like, you know. Cheerleader chick, right? I got a question for you, Mike. I like yeah. how you do this with the So when you hook up with goth face. chicks, yeah. do you, does your wife know about this? Um, yeah, she joins in sometimes. I'm glad you had that kind of relationship. Uh, <laughs> I just got all, it just got real up here. I just put the disco ball on. Oh. So what, I have Joe's... Radio hit creep. I mean, that's always sexy, right? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get me, it doesn't get me where I yeah, need to I be. will say the song can back, totally backfire. It can creep chicks out pretty quickly. That but that just point. eliminates the ones that aren't worth, you know, hanging out with, right? You just want to get to the point. If you're creeped out by the song, we probably shouldn't be partying, right? I mean, I do know uh, G- uh, Joe, Bowtie Joe, yes, sir. goes to the gym that I, I work at, and he does have a theme song when he walks into the gym. I'm not sure it's your sexual theme song, but it's, uh. it's this one right here. <laughs> I, I, I knew this. I know about this. Everybody knows that this is Bowtie Joe's song. Sierra, this? this is a Khalees, who is Khalees. married to Nas, the rapper. You don't know anything. So we're gonna do now. I think uh, we're gonna do a little trivia. You guys up for a little trivia? Sure. You are. Good, because that's what we're if doing. If there's anything I like more than sex, it's trivia. Well, let's get to it. Let's hope, let's, let's hope for the Bowl? havoc, dude. No. All right, this is, yeah. some of this is super easy. I don't know how you guys are run this. So we give it an opportunity instead of just bellowing out the answer. Maybe we give the people at home a chance to. Uh, Why are you looking at me, Chad? So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the question. All right, take a second to think about it. You at home listening, just take a second and scream it wherever you are in your cubicle or in your car. Scream the answer. All right, here we go. I'm gonna take a deep breath. <sighs> question number one. Who had a hit song? Who had a hit with this song? Question mark. Carrie. Oh, I should have that queued up. I should get uh, yeah. the Jeopardy theme I mean, song. What the heck? Let's see if I can find it. All right. Who had a hit or have with song this song, queued. Carrie? Do you guys know? This song, Carrie? The song, Carrie. You know it be really good if I actually had the music in the background yeah. as I'm doing this? Is that um, Amy Mann's band? Uh, so, Voices, Carrie? So you really do not know this? See, I thought this would be easy. I, d- I don't know the, the song. What is the I what is know, Amy Mann's band called? Fuck, that's my problem. I need to hear it. Yeah, hold Kill on, Tuesday. I'll do, I'll put it right now. I have the technology, man. So, the song Carrie. I know this. And where is it? Here it is. Ready? 
Oh, I pulled up. Does it sound familiar to anybody? Keyboards? What band in the 80s? Oh, this is, I know this song. I saw this at the beginning of that uh, gay porno I was watching yesterday. <laughs> this was the intro. I knew it, Mike. You're too busy watching Burrito Brothers. Oh my god. This is a sensitive song. Chad picks the number 50 song from 1983. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I didn't pick it. This well, There's 10 questions. This goes. All right, so the answer is... I had, is that on a compilation of the uh, 10 worst songs ever? I think it could be, that actually. Might, that might be why I recognize it. Topic for our next podcast. Coming, the worst 80 19. songs ever, which should be all of them. Okay, here's your, here's your, uh, coming in here's your multiple choice. Ozzy Osbourne and Lita Ford. Extreme. No. Europe or Def Leppard? Let's hit. The, let's hit. Let's see. Oh, you are correct. <laughs> hold on. What I was the question? He was just giving the sentence. You are correct. <laughs> what was the question? Choices for Carrie. Uh, it wasn't Ozzy Osbourne. They're... Oh, oh yeah. my God! Look at this song. Hey, this is too easy. The studio. If you guys are paying attention, you already know this one. Who had a hit with this song? Come on, feel the noise. Uh, Slade and Quiet Riot. Let's just. Uh, Billy Joel. Billy Idol. Billy Ocean. Billy Ocean. It's Quiet Riot. We already went over this song. Billy Ocean. Get out of my car. Get into my dream. Out of my dreams, into my car. That that it sounds like he's trying to abduct some, somebody. I don't know, Billy Ocean. <laughs> Everyone's laughing at me. The comedy. Not with me. All right. Who had a hit with this song? All I want to do is make love to you, Mike. That's the name of it, the full title. All I want to do is make love to you, uh, comma, I can Mike. see the choices. So just the the choices are Kingdom Come, White Lion, Heart, or Survivor. I think it's got to be Heart or Survivor. I say Heart. Let's hit it. Oh. Survivor, 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 Survivor. It's Heart. It's Heart. Fuck. Question Damn three I, of ten. Oh, this, now this is really... You we know why I second-guessed myself? It's because they're women, and women usually are not like that. You know, they're a little bit more timid than men are when it comes to proclaiming their sexual uh, enthusiasm. Mm. Mm. They're rock stars, though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, can we skip this one? Who had a hit with this song? Welcome to the Jungle. Judas Priest. Judas bon Priest. Oh, here's the, the choices are kind of comical. English. Michael Bolton. Did Bon Jovi? Bad English. Judas Priest or Guns N' Roses? Guns N' Roses. I got to get this. Hold on. Yeah. Nice. Who had to hit this with this song? When the children cry. We went over this in the last. White oh, lion. Okay. White stripes. Sorry, I ruined that for White everybody stage. at home. Yeah, but we went over this last podcast with Marsha. How does a band come up with the name White Lion? Like I get White Snake, right? That's the guy's. You know, is his. Uh, I don't know. Dick. Uh, <laughs> white lion, like what? You're trying to think of something entertaining. You're like, it's white. It's this is, yeah. I, it's who had a hit with this song, Breaking the Law? Breaking the Law. It's Judas Priest. Yeah, man. And you guys aren't giving enough time for the studio audience to decide. Oh, it could be Judas Priest. It may, it may, it's your choice. <laughs> well, it's Judas Priest, Aerosmith, Extreme, or Mr. Big. It's potentially Judas Priest. It is. This was Damn. actually Breaking the Law. Was on the album with United, which was my like get pumped up before a soccer game song. Which that was my album. Is it possible to get pumped up before a soccer game? <laughs> <laughs> Good question, Mike. I'm gonna kick the shit out of the ball, dude. <laughs> I got to pull up the clip of the Simpsons episode where they had two sets of announcers, one from the United States and one from South America. 
and the, oh. the, South, the South American announcers were screaming in Spanish, like completely excited, and the American announcers were going, he kicks the ball. <laughs> he kicks it back. He kicked the ball again. And the other team was screaming and yelling. And was going crazy. Cue the laugh track. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, hold on. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> wow, there's a lot of people cheering over that. All right, this is a good one. Maybe, I don't know if you guys know this. I know this one. Who had a hit with this song, Wholehearted? It, uh, uh, it's Extreme. <sighs> Survivor, Extreme, Bon Jovi. Oh, wait. All right. Now, I'm, I don't know if you guys remember the beginning of this There's trivia. a hole in my heart that can only be filled by you. Oh, God. Yeah, I know that Security, song. we have Mike escorted out of this place. We just strict those singing. So I'd like, like to rewind this segment from trivia when I ask you to maybe pause before we answer to give the studio audience a chance to answer. I don't know if you guys remember that part of it, but I'm going to have to ask each of you to go to timeout for 10 seconds. <laughs> It's hard. You just get really excited. Although, you, you know what? the answer, you just get all excited. Maybe you know, I should have previewed like, these. Should we count, count Mississippi's like you do in... One Mississippi, two yeah. Mississippi. Let's do that. All right, do that. Who had a hit with... Okay, these are too easy. This is, this is my fault. Because you can't go through these questions ahead of time. Because they won't let you go back. But you went through and you chose... I mean, they chose Carrie, which... Is this like an app, dude? Is this a How Rockstar this? question app? I'm calling an audible. We have a silent partner in the room. Her name is Maria Lorgas de Lopez. Laura, answer this question. Who had a hit with this song, Bad Medicine? Do you know who had a no hit chance. with Bad Medicine? Was it Bon Jovi, Def Leppard, Warrant, no or sure. Kingdom Come? Now, Laura, you go to my spin classes. I've played this video before with Sam Kinison. He introduces the segment, the video, the music video, Sam Kinison, the late, great Sam Kinison. Ah! <laughs> That's Sam Kinison. Is that the one where they hand out the video cameras to the fans, right? Uh, okay, y'all, you guys, uh, who had a hit with Bad Medicine? Bon Jovi! Awesome. That was it. Yeah. I thought for sure she would pick Bon Jovi. I know. I did too. My heart dropped a little bit for that one. Oh! <laughs> we did mention this, how they killed the 80s, in my opinion. Who had a hit with this song? Finally found a love of a lifetime. Hey, don't you answer, you motherfucker. Joe, do you know who had a hit with a song, Love uh, of a Lifetime? I can see the choices, and I can guess for the choices. It's Def Leppard, Leopard, Cinderella, Firehouse, or Ozzy Osbourne with Lita Ford. Was that Spinderella cut it up one time? Is that Cinderella? Are you, is your choice Cinderella? No, I know it's not Cinderella. I know what it is, dude. You in the front row. Firehouse. That's right. Hey, can you play that song? It's come up in two podcasts. We might as well put, put it on, even though it um, sucks. Hold on. Talk about something fun. It's gonna be. This right. is gonna be my intro video. Yeah. This right. is uh. When I come walking in. This is Joe's new gym intro vi video. It's gonna replace the milkshake. Yeah. Uh, just so touching and warm. Girl, I just want you to know. That last night was crazy. <laughs> you just moved from the 80s to like boy band 90s. Oh yeah, girl. But tonight I'm going to make it up to you. Chad, hand me that whipped cream. 
Chad, I told you to get you get me the giant brain whipped cream. This isn't gonna work. This show's over. Sex session's over. It killed the show just like it killed the '80s music. <laughs> yeah, Firehouse killed my podcast. How appropriate. All right. I don't know if I know this one. Oh, I think I do. Okay. Who had a hit with this song? What love can be? It has to be. Uh, we should do a lifeline sort of thing too. We got four choices. We have Aerosmith, Motley Crue, Heart, and Kingdom. Well, Kong. I'm like, I'm gonna call my brother in New York. Hey, dude, Chad just asked me a question. Uh, Mike, why are you calling me? What? I don't Love. care. <laughs> I don't you know what would be really funny if we did a lifeline to my mom. She can't hear really well, and it would be ridiculous. It'd be like, a, wh- a what? I can't hear you. My mom. The I what? Yeah, it'd there it be is. Hilarious. You guys are no, nobody. Oh, it's a good song. It's coming back to me now. <laughs> All right, so it's Aerosmith, Motley Crue, Heart, or Kingdom Come. The song is What Love Can Be. Kingdom Come. We're kind of like Led Zeppelin ripoff now. Yeah. Really good song. You said really good before the word song. Yes, it is a good really song. Good. Is that bad English? No, no, no. I'm. Questioning Chad, your... why did you just touch my knee? I am feeling Because I really want you to touch my dick. The knee is nowhere close to my dick, buddy. Move it up. Sorry, you're part Irish. Have you ever seen Night of the Rock, Barry? It's I, it, the club guy, he's always like, did you pinch my ass? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is kingdom come. Kingdom Come scratched my itch. That sounds like a seventh grade dance song, right? It could be. We do have the disco ball. Where you have right your now. arms on her and you don't really know right. how to dance, so you just kind of move from one foot to the other and make small talk about nothing. Hey, science class is really <laughs> fucked up, isn't it? Yeah, it is. All right, this is awkward. We, uh, by the way, we got an A. Nice. We did pretty well in that segment, guys. Nice. I mean, other than talking over... I told you not to. Other than that, <laughs> and that was cool. The way you guys don't listen to me at all. I am the host of this fucking thing. And it's a pretty big deal now because you know Middle C, Intently Town Music Store, promoted our podcast on their we- on their Facebook page. So it's we're kind of a legit kind of a big deal now. It's Middle C. That's Middle C from Intently Town DC promoted legit. Glory Days podcast. If you need violin strings, why not get them at Middle C? Funny story I did went out I went out and purchased a nice big expensive condenser mic for this podcast. And you need something called Phantom Power. I don't have Phantom Power apparently. So I bought this microphone, plugged it in, all excited. Like a boy on Christmas expecting a toy train. <laughs> and it didn't work. I'm like, motherfucker. Dude, I think they made that shit up. Yeah, this thing doesn't work because you need a phantom power. I think they just made that up. It's a phantom story, is what I think. It's like a flux capacitor. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, (laughs) why isn't your my car working? Mechanic, (laughs) you You have ghosts. You have ghosts in your. (laughs) What? So you're saying I need a flux capacitor to run this microphone? (laughs) I have to travel at night. He sells you an empty milk carton and is like, there's ghosts in this. Just put it in your gas tank every five miles or so, you'd be fine. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's legit though. We looked it up on the internet, so it must be true. I do not have phantom power. You know, that's kind of a hit to my ego. I mean, I fucking felt I had some phantom power. Apparently, I do not have any phantom fucking power. I have regular power. Damn it. He was trying <laughs> to. D Dane Cook does his whole bit about how the mechanic told him he has like unicorns, <laughs> unicorns and like his exhaust. <laughs> Please struggle for stage identification. I got boogers out my nose. <laughs> and we're still listening to this song. This is the only song that we've listened to all the way through. <laughs> it's, it's the terrible. worst song ever, too. Yeah. I'm trying to fade out. It's terrible. So I'd like to thank my guests, Mike and Bowtie Joe. For coming over today and talking about some, I mean, what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't remember. We're old and well, mold his balls. Yeah. We're talking about a time when rock stars roam the earth, guys. We're talking about. You guys remember Dokken? Rocking with Dokken? Fortunately, I don't remember Dokken very well. I know they did the theme song to like Nightmare on Elm Street, Dream Warriors, which is not a very good song. I don't like George Lynch's guitar playing. Really? I'm just not a fan, dude. I'm sorry. I mean, do me a you don't have to apologize here. All right. So my, don't. My big question is where do you draw the line on hairbands? I mean, is Metallica a hairband? Because mm. we haven't even talked about Metallica. No, no, they're not. They're just uh, metal, straight up metal. I guess a hairband would be like a band. But it kind of goes back and forth, though, right? I mean, I'm not crazy for thinking that. No, no, a I think there. music and putting d labels on stuff. There's room for there's wiggle room. I don't, you know. Good I think, band. I think Poison is like the the, the prototypical yeah. hair hair band. Yeah, but Poison, Motley Crue, Van Halen. I don't. But like Guns Motley Crue are like pretty. I don't know. I wouldn't even put Guns N' Roses or Motley Crue because they they were kind of like a little bit darker. I know we focus a lot on hair bands, but we're not really. It's not this podcast is not a tribute to the hair band. It's to the rock star. That's right. That's it's right. really so a tribute to the Gen X Y people that we are. It's really just an excuse to get together and drink beer. That's what it is. Or monster. And I have all this equipment that's just sitting here. So what else am I going to do with it? That's a good point. That's I a mean, great point, Chad. I mean, I could DJ a wedding. Or I could do a fucking podcast from my basement. What's more fun? You know what's more fun? That's a good question. What's you know what's more, more fun? fun? Doing a bar mitzvah, dude. <laughs> I swear. He goes, or I could do a podcast from my basement because he's in a mansion and he would just do it from the basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't do a, you can't do a podcast upstairs in the in the uh, no in the penthouse like by the pool. No, no. You do it in your basement. You got to do it in the basement. That's true. I mean, where, where, <laughs> what are you doing down there, <laughs> Mom? Leave me alone. <laughs> what are you guys doing, Mom? <laughs> what does he say when he crushes? Mom, lasagna. <laughs> oh. I never know what she's doing back there. Mom, make us a lasagna, oh, no, no, would you? It's meatloaf. It's meatloaf, oh, right? Meatloaf. Yeah, she has meatloaf. Mom, we have some meatloaf sandwiches. You want, you want some meatloaf? <laughs> and I'm not going to play meatloaf. Mom, meatloaf. Hey, that's a good question. Oh, I, I have a really good question for you. Oh, good, because I had one too. Let me go first. Let's, hold on. Let's see whose question is better. Okay. Oh, I'll vote. Shoot. All right. My question is meatloaf related. So this is dovetailing to what you were just talking about. Whoa, the okay. food or the person? The song... I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Is that song about anal? <laughs> That's no. a good question. What is your question? It's meatloaf related also. Uh -oh. It's 
is Meat Loaf a rock star? I think Mike wins. <laughs> hands down. <laughs> so hands that. down. So what Mike is he Mike. talking about? I won't do that. Are we talking um, about fucking trap? Actually, no, no, I do like the Eminem commercial though. With it, have you ever seen that? Mm-mm. Oh, it's it's an Eminem's commercial where the Eminem's like they they start singing that song and it comes in. I will do anything for you, and it's this beautiful woman. Did they answer the question? And she's no, but then she's talking about like licking him or like biting him. You know, and he's like, well, I won't do that. There you or go. That, well, that, that, that answers that. it. And here's where the three of us. Discuss our areas of expertise. Mike shared his area of expertise, and Bowtie Joe and I totally agree with Mike. So, Mike, why don't you tell us what it is you think your area of expertise is? I want everybody to know. I want to broadcast it from the fucking universe. I'm the best interrupter yeah. of all time. And and Donald Trump, bring it. <laughs> bring it, Trump. We're not arguing. We're all here. Everybody here is agreeing with you. Everybody that's listening is agreeing. <laughs> you are the best interrupter ever. You know what you have to do is just turn his microphone I, I'm going down. to. What, what, guys? Unfortunately, you guys are on the same line. Okay, if there was a movie called The Interrupter, what's the plot? Chat, what's the plot line? How does it work? How do I save the day with the interrupter? <laughs> it's going to be a romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of that movie, I learned not to interrupt, right? And then she gets back together and, and, with me. And you fall in love. What happens? <laughs> what happens is you're you're visited by three ghosts: the ghost of uh, inter- <laughs> your your future, past, and present, and you'll see the error of your ways and how interrupted end up killing you. So basically, kind of like Scrooge. Yeah. So the it's basically I'm Bill Murray. The ghost of interrupting future. You see what happens to you as you interrupt. This is getting really complicated. It's <laughs> <laughs> making no sense at the same time. It makes it perfect. So I figured I I. Thought my area of expertise may be fitness because you know I am a spin instructor, cycle, and I'm a personal trainer. But it became clear yesterday at the Renaissance Festival in Maryland that my area of expertise is throwing battle axes. <laughs> I should be doing that for a living somehow, making money at it, throwing battle axes and uh, using that large hammer to smack things and make the thing go up the thing and hit the thing. So I'm using a battle axe to hit a thing or a hammer down there hitting the thing to make that thing go up and hit the bell. There's a lot of money. And I'm in pretty that. badass at that. A lot of money in that, dude. I Do you think, think I can make a living doing that? Cause I don't know. I'm saying, I'm, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Quit your day job. Focus on your craft just once before it's all over. You it's, fucking robot. It's throwing and hitting things. That's from Tenacious D. I, I stole that from <laughs> Tenacious D. <laughs> uh, I forgot to. Yeah, let's, let's do a Tenacious D skit right now. If any of you women out there Listening to this podcast are ovulating. We're going to ask you to step away from the radio because you make it pregnant. And if you're still listening to this podcast, you're really bored. I have some weird fetish for us. I'm not sure. Either way, we love you. I want to ask you guys at home. This, is, this goes out to people listening. Are we turning you on right now? This is a huge turn on. Are we turning you on? Turning, turning you, turning you on. Oh man, I'm gonna pull a Halver Stern right now. I'm gonna have to ask you to rev up against the bass, the subwoofer. Will I uh, do this?
Once again, I'd like to thank our special guest, Bowtie Joe, for coming over and sharing his feelings, his thoughts about a time when rock stars roam the earth. You know, glory days. I would also like to thank my co-host, Mike, who comes over despite his bad back. Comes over and enjoys his time here with me. Cuddle time, we call that special cuddle times. I would like to thank Middle C Music Store in Tenley Town, Washington, D.C. I'm sure you could just Google it. They gave us a nice big shout out on their Facebook page. Once again, that's Middle C in Tenley Town, Washington, D.C. I'd like to thank Spotify for providing the music for fueling this podcast. And if you have made it this far, I do have a special little treat for you. Let's pull down track. It was later determined that Bowtie Joe's sexual theme song when he walks into the bedroom is none other than Rock You Like a Hurricane by the Scorpions. <laughs> Bowtie Joe, come back real soon. Don't be a stranger. We love having you here on this podcast. Please tell your friends about us. Let's make this into something huge. Like your mom. <laughs> <laughs> 